Welcome to the Voice of Fandom Podcast. The one place where you, yes, you, you, the viewer, the fan gets to connect and interact live with the host and talk about your favorite sports team, athlete, or game of the week. And speaking of host, he's straight up, straight to the point. And with a mic in his hand, he lets you know he don't give a sh**. Former pro wrestler and your host, Kingston Robinson. What a day it has been. It's, man, from Tuesday to Thursday, like I said last episode, it just seems like such a short turnaround but unlike what has happened recently where usually the bulk of the news happens between thursday and tuesday man this this one day got real real spicy we got a hand full to talk about hopefully we get a whole lot of interaction today because man the trade the trade deadline is coming up soon for the nfl and man there is a lot of teams that are in fire mode. There are a lot of teams that are in sell mode. They're they're just trying to empty out the locker room and remap however they want to remap. And it's gotten things real interesting. So what is good, people? Man, oh, man. Um, so, so far, we, we have a lot going on really just this morning. Uh, we have several teams that are dealing with another COVID outbreak. Um, so now they are either closing down their facilities or they are (laughs) putting their players on, uh, injured, the injured reserve COVID list, which in turns ends up being actually a lot of mm, very important pieces to their teams. And then on the other hand, like I just said, trade deadlines coming up soon. And there are a lot of teams that are shopping out people that if you would have told me at the beginning of the season could be on another team. I I would have laughed. I would have been like, oh, you're trying to be one of those guys that, uh, oh, tell me that so-and-so is going to, like, it it was like when Tom Brady was supposed to go to wherever the fuck three years ago. Um, Everyone was talking about that. And, of course, it took three years and two more Super Bowl appearances for for that to even uh, become, become a thing. And even with that, he was still trying to stay in New England. Um, it was Bill Belichick that was like, look, I'm sick of this shit. I'm, I'm ready for a change. And now he has to eat that change. So with that being said, let's talk Patriots first. So right now, the New England Patriots are looking probably the worst that they have looked in a very, very long time. Um, I mean, everyone was really, really, really looking forward to the season to see, okay, who, who do we credit the success of the new England Patriots too. Do we, do we give it to bill? Do we give it to bill Belichick who is pretty much named the greatest coach in the NFL? Um, or do we give it to Tom Brady who is named the goat of the NFL? And now that they've split, everyone was wondering, okay, now, now we're going to get to see who, who we give the kudos to who's going to win the divorce in this. And so far, it looks like Tom Brady is winning the divorce. I mean, come on. He's in Tampa Bay, slinging the rock. The one thing that he's kind of been uh, given a 
excuse for in the past few years is that, well, you know, Tom Brady doesn't have any weapons. It's Tom Brady and Gronk, and that's it. And the defense goes out and wins the game. That's why Tom Brady has shown a quote-unquote decline in the New England offense because he just doesn't have the weapons to provide what he wants to do. And now you're seeing him with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk as well. And, you know, these other receivers, these other weapons, plus the, the staple of running backs that they have. And you're seeing him just, you know, sling the rock. Yes, he's dealt with teammates with very bad uh, discipline when it comes to football, line discipline, eye discipline. Uh, They dealt with a flag issue very early, which is what happens with undisciplined teams. With not tight, tight net coaching, you deal with situations like that and you've seen him get fired up. You've also seen him make mistakes. A few pick sixes, a few really bad, incomplete balls where the ball is nowhere near the receiver. You've seen those situations happen. But what happens with great football players is that they hold their teammates accountable, which we've seen on live air that he does. And the team is starting to turn around a little faster than I expected. But you see on the other side of this coin, the other side of this divorce, the New England Patriots, who quickly got into a new relationship, even though they had one developing already in Jared Stidham. They were confident, and Bill said multiple times that Jared Stidham was going to be the guy. Then... (laughs) They found a girl that, you know, they saw in high school, you know, looked at him a few times, but didn't really pay too much mind. Then they went and they got freed up. They're looking better than ever and decided not just to ask her out. Let me go ahead and marry you real quick. And that's what they did with Cam Newton. They saw Cam, free agent, had that fighter mentality because he got released. He got healed up. He's in the best shape that he said that he's ever been. Went ahead and signed him. Then, you know, game one, game two, things are rolling. Things looking good. Things starting to get a little shaky. COVID hits him. Hasn't been the same since. Just has not been the same since. The New England Patriots have not lost at home like that in a long time. (laughs) a starting quarterback for New England doesn't get benched very often. The last time I saw a New England quarterback get benched in that kind of effort was when the Chiefs benched Tom Brady. And that was in Arrowhead years, years ago. Brady threw several picks and it was time to sit his ass down. But that doesn't happen often. But and and also, you know what that led to? (laughs) That led to Tom Brady going on a heater and going to the Super Bowl and winning. That was the we're on to Cincinnati game. That was that game. But I don't see that same thing happening. I see Tom Brady winning this divorce. I see Tom Brady taking the dog and the extra furniture and things of that nature. Because now, now what's being floated around is that Stefan Gilmore, Gilly Locke, 
there's their best defensive player, Stefan Gilmore, after even before, possibly before the opt outs on defense, Stefan Gilmore was the best defensive player on their team. He is now. He's put his house up for sale. And the Patriots are looking at shopping Gilly Lock around. And I messaged one of my uh, residential Patriots fans. And I said, look, if you guys are shopping out Gilly, like, that's it. It's over with. Like, that's all that has to be said. Excuse me. Been dealing with a cough this morning. I don't really know why. But if Gilly Lock is gone, then you know it's it is time for okay who who are we going to get for what value and how are we going to stock up on these picks because like i said tuesday bill maybe has one more year and depending on how that last year goes depends on what, you know how the rest of the new england franchise shapes up now it would hurt me so much Matter of fact, I'm not even going to put that out in the air. I'm going to scrap that. But I will go back to this audio if this day happens. And I'll tell you exactly what I was going to say. But if Gilly Lock goes anywhere, it's going to be somewhere that is a piece or two away from making a serious run. And I'm telling you, Bill will make any and everything happen to get the most out of it. There, Bill O'Brien is not in the league anymore. He is not going to be able to trade Gillylock for four first round picks and such. There's not going to be any dumb trade happening out of this unless Bill convinces somebody that it's smart. And that is how dangerous <laughs> Bill Belichick can be in this situation. Because just think if your team is one pass breakup, one interception, one clean clean pass defense away from the playoffs a nfc afc championship game or winning the super bowl it would be a disservice as a gm as a scouting department as a head coach to not pick up the phone and call bill belichick and see what he wants for stefan gilmore Stephon Gilmore knows he's getting moved. He's put his house up for sale. Now, I know people don't think that that's such a big deal. But the first big red flag for Tom Brady moving was the fact that he put his house up for sale. Carlos Dunlap, right after the game, put his house up for sale and tweeted out his house information and to contact him for details. And now you see... The Cincinnati Bengals traded Carlos Dunlap to the Seattle Seahawks. People don't just put their houses up for sale, especially when they have families, especially when they've had longtime equity in one place. You don't just put your house up for sale to flex or to prove a point or to threaten and be like, I'm going to put my house up for sale so they know that it's real. No, we know. Because it's not a little amount of money that we're talking about. And it's also not a easy thing to do in a time like this. So 
we should be hearing. It would not surprise me in the next few days because the the smoke is no longer just smoke. It's starting to burn. It would not surprise me if we hear about where Stefan Gilmore is going to land or who are the teams that are talking very soon because Bill Belichick shot away from it in his presser yesterday, of course. But all he could do was praise Stefan Gilmore. And what do you want to do when you sell something? You want to sell it to people. You want to compliment it. You want to say how nice of a shine that it has, how versatile it can be, how accountable it can be, because you want it at its highest value so you can get the most out of it. And that's what Bill Belichick is going to do. Trust me, if our defense, if the Chiefs' defense was slacking, like they used to, if the secondary was in shambles like it used to be, I would want the Chiefs to put all the chips down to get Gilly. But with his contract (laughs) and with our defense not being in shambles, it's not necessary. And I'm not even close to mad at it. Now, will I be mad if somebody like Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders, sorry, (laughs) or the Chargers get Gilly. Yeah, but I don't see Bill doing the naive thing that the Chargers did, which was give Melvin Gordon straight to the Broncos. You don't, as a smart coach or GM, you don't do things like that. You don't do usually if you have a good weapon and you need to move off of them, whether if it's okay, the shink, the ship is going down and you need to, you know, build another foundation or maybe just the contract has become way too much and you need to ship off a few players. You ship them off out of division. If anything, out of conference, that's what you try to do. You don't ship someone away that you're going to now see two times a year. Because that says either two things. You are terrible at (laughs) managing players. Or you don't see that player as a threat at all. Now, granted, depending on where the ties turn, it could seem like a really smart idea, a really dumb idea. But I... If if I were to see Stefan Gilmore grow anywhere, it would not be anywhere in the AFC. He would have to go to the NFC, to some team that I would possibly only see once every three years, or if we both make it to the Super Bowl. But we all like revenge games, right? We all like it when a player gets shipped off or done wrong. And then, you know, all of a sudden he ends up on a team that is doing better. He's playing better. He's around better chemistry, better culture. And then he gets his revenge game. He gets to see the team that did him wrong. I could be talking about two people right now. (laughs) Two people in particularly, or, or, or maybe three, but we'll discuss one at a time. One would be Lev Bell. Lev Bell gets a chance 
this Sunday to see the team that, uh, boy, oh boy, seems to be able to suck the talent out of every player that plays for them. It, it, it seems that anyone that is under the Adam Gase umbrella just tends to slowly dehydrate like, like beef jerky. It's so bad. And we've seen players that have escaped Adam Gase's grip and become very successful. I mean, come on. Ryan Tannehill stepped out from Adam Gase and he got paid. He went to the playoffs. He's got a system that is developed for him and Derrick Henry and the play action and their offense is very good. I mean, shit, they made it to the AFC championship. Now, if it was not for running into the Kansas city chiefs, then maybe things would have went differently for them, but they went on the upset tour. Literally every game that they went into in the playoffs was an upset game. And if they would have beat the Chiefs, that would have been an upset as well. And if they would have went to the Super Bowl and played the 49ers, it would have been, remember the Titans. It would have been King Henry. It it would have been so, so much of that. But if he would have stayed with Adam Gase, that would have never been seen. And now you have Lev Bell, who during the hundreds of touches that he received at the Jets, He had one 16-yard plus run that entire time. He came in in a game with limited snaps during the Broncos games this past week and popped off two 16-yard runs in the same game. That already shows you the productivity that is going to come from him being in this offense. Also, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy as your play caller versus Adam Gase as your head coach. Uh, that should already say plenty in that situation because it's not even, <clears throat> it's not even close. It's not even close, and I couldn't fathom being in a situation where you know you are the most talented person on the entire team. And you're just kind of stifled because the rest of the franchise is on fucking fire. Boy, oh boy. So Lev Bell, what, what is he, is he going to be a LaShawn McCoy situation for the Chiefs where he plays through the meaty part of the year to give a chance for our starting running back to keep fresh legs, go into the playoffs, you know, good, all that? Or do we just run a thunder and lightning tandem for the rest of the season? Lev Bell, CEH. We also have Daryl Williams. We also have uh, Darwin Thompson. Is that what we do? We just have a full, full stable of running backs? I think so. I think that's exactly what we do. And uh, I won't be mad at it at all. Now, Antonio Brown doesn't meet the same situation. He will not see the Steelers or the Patriots or or the uh, Raiders with his uh, new contract with the Buccaneers. He actually will not see any of them unless 
a combination of those teams or whatever make it to the Super Bowl. That is the only way that could happen because the Buccaneers have already played the Raiders and they don't see the Steelers at all. But what's very interesting is that (laughs) Bruce Arians swore up and down at the beginning of this year there would be no Antonio Brown in this locker room. We don't need the behavior. We don't need the culture. We don't need the 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 toxicity of what Antonio Brown brings to a team. Everyone said this was Tom Brady's doing. Well, you know, Bruce Arian said that he wouldn't change his system. He wouldn't change the play call, and this is his system. Yet he started to. He started to combine things that Tom brought to the table. Okay, well... Bruce is lightening up a little bit. And then it's like, oh, they're talking about bringing in Antonio Brown. And it's like, hmm, Bruce, you weren't about that before. This must be Tom Brady's doing. Then you hear the Seattle Seahawks are, you know, moving in on Antonio Brown. And my thought when that started to happen was, well, since it's not Bruce's idea and it's just Tom's influence, the Seahawks are going to take AB. And... Bruce will give the, we tried, but it was too much conversation to Tom. Even though from his media perception, he wasn't that interested. Then you hear that (laughs) Tampa Bay took over and got Antonio Brown. You hear that Tampa Bay outbid Seattle. And then Bruce Arians has the nerve to say it had nothing to do with Tom. It has been a conversation we have had inside of the front office. Now, Bruce Arians, (laughs) yes, you are a strong personality. And yes, we all know you don't like your ego or your feelings hurt. But you can go ahead and say that was Tom Brady. You can go ahead and say, that your starting quarterback had some influence on the weapons that he's throwing to because for the past, I don't know, 20 years, you saw him on the same team and have sparse (laughs) to none weapons throughout his offense. I mean, come on. The, the best, the best weapon Tom Brady had was Randy Moss. And since then, he he hasn't seen a wide receiver even close. So, yes, he has influence on the weapons that are coming through. He probably feels like a kid in a candy store. Now that the offense is starting to figure itself out. And he can look at the field, line up, look up and down. And see. Stud, 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 stud. Incredible. And then <laughs> when if all the studs somehow either fuck up or run the wrong route or get locked up or get pushed to the ground or whatever, he's got Gronk, who they are starting to show, have that same chemistry, have that same connection. You know, Gronk is maybe it took a while for Gronk to understand this system because Gronk has only played in one system since being in the NFL. 
it probably took some time to reacclimate the body and the mindset for football. Because I'm going to tell you, as a person that played football and for a person <laughs> that did professional wrestling as a living, they are two different mindsets, two different body types, two different everything. And if I were to be in a situation where I had a chance to go play football or a chance to get back into wrestling and I had to choose, okay, what do you want your mindset for? What do you want to get your body in shape for? All that. It would be wrestling. I can protect myself better in wrestling. I can, I enjoy my body better when I'm wrestling. Playing football, I felt like a, a train wreck every day. Every day. But that's also why you see professional wrestlers wrestling until they're like 50, 60. You don't see that in football. By the time you're 50, 60 in football, you have done your football career. If you're fortunate enough, you've gotten into media of some sort or created some kind of brand where you can live off your name or some foundation or some scholarship or some something. Hopefully you have done something productive in your life to continue your equity off the field. And there you are. But in wrestling, you know, you can randomly come back for an appearance, for a match, for a promo, for whatever, you know, just get in shape for a little, a little appearance and you're good to go. And that's a whole nother check, a whole nother reprise of somebody seeing you, knowing you, remembering you, all of that. And you're good to go. But <laughs> football ain't like that. And Gronk had to readjust his mind to want to be a pro wrestler and then readjust his mind again to be a pro football player. And the readjustment is always a, a big deal. The readjustment for anything is always a big deal. Because when you have situations like, and this is going to go, I promise you, this is going to go fast. When you have readjustments like what the Falcons are doing right now, they literally don't know what they want to do. Do they want to win a game? Do they want to lose a game? Do they want to score do they want to stop at the one yard line? Do you not have the tenacity in your, in your locker room to win a game? The Falcons were, they were met in a situation against the Detroit Lions where if Todd Gurley would have slid down before crossing the goal line, they could have ran the clock out and won the game. Or they could have just scored, which is what they did, which was by accident, and gone to the sideline and said, defense in this game. Because these were the two teams that have given up the most leads collectively in the league. These are two teams that can't lock down and close a game when they have a lead. And not only did they score that touchdown, but they got the two-point conversion right after. And the Falcons still 
allow Matt Stafford to look at them right in their eyes and take the lead away from them with no seconds left. Man, what a shame. When you play scared football, you play losing football. And scared football is going into the huddle as Matt Ryan and looking at his teammates and say, don't score. Get the first down and don't score. Not, let's take up as much time as we can, score, and make sure the defense can close out the game. Because I'm sorry, being, being in a football culture where you're putting in your mind not to score, that's losing culture. That's why your record is what it is. And that's why, for some reason, once again, another Thursday night blunder of a game, it's Falcons-Panthers. And I hope Teddy Two Gloves and Big Little Mike just run the hell all over them. I really hope they do. Because the Falcons are literally one trip away. One trip away to being the worst team in the league for me. And that says something because the Jets are still in the league. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Man, oh man, oh man. So with that being said, because I told you that was going to be quick, I was not going to talk about the Falcons a lot. It's just... It, it's just been way too much. Oh, great. Madden has put out their revamped ratings. So you know what? Since that just hit my notifications, let's talk, let's talk video games real quick. Because I think I got a lot to say about some video games. We're gonna put a pause on NFL talk. So we are just a few weeks away from next gen releases, um, you know, PlayStation 5 the Xbox, whatever the fuck it's called. It has a letter here, letter there. The new Xbox and the new PlayStation. Now, I, for the past uh, couple months since the first PlayStation pre-order, I've kind of been putting, putting back some money just a little bit at a time to at least to be able to get like half of it saved up um, to get a PlayStation 5. I've even packed away my Xbox One. It hasn't even been on our entertainment setup for maybe a month and a half or so. I even packed it away because I know that I'm trading it in so that as long as I get half of the money right, I can trade it in, pay for the rest of it. That's been my plan this entire time. Then the pre-order debacle started happening and it was like, oh man, I'm probably not going to be able to get a PlayStation 5 because... If it's only going to be available through pre-order, well, it's going to be a lost cause. Then, well, not then. Now that we're a few weeks away, Sony has put out. Um, yes, there will be consoles that will be available for purchase on launch day. Cool. Great news. Great news. Where are we going to be able to get them? We don't really know yet. Okay, great. This sounds like the pre-order situation. Then Target comes out and Target is like, we are going to be one of the people that have systems for 
launch day, but you will not be able to buy them in store. You will have to pre-order them online. Oh, okay, what time do we need to go on there to pre-order to make sure we get one? And it's only available for curbside or in-store pickup. But, you know, what time do we get on to pre-order? Ugh, we don't really know. Like, it, it could be midnight. It could be could be three for, for West Coast people. We don't really know yet. Fucking great. Okay, sounds like the pre-order situation again. So now I'm sitting back on this situation where it's like, okay, I also need to buy a laptop sometime soon so I can start to further upgrade my setup that I have for doing this. Also, use this brand to venture out into other avenues as far as, you know, streaming games and sooner or later turning this into a video podcast and all of those things. Should I even be looking at another game system, especially one that is a new generation? I'll probably have to somehow upgrade my television because they're saying that the next-gen consoles are so this and that that the the television that you probably have is not going to be able to show off its peak performance. <laughs> well, fuck all that. I'll probably end up somehow, if I trade in both my Xbox and my PlayStation to get a PS5, uh, because I already now have two or three games for PlayStation 5 that I can't even play yet. I can't even play 2K21 on PlayStation 5, Madden 21 on PlayStation 5. Um, I know I have another game. I, I can't even think of it right now, but I have like two or three games already for PlayStation 5 that I can't play. That'll just be sitting around in space, I guess. I, I don't, I don't, I still don't fully understand how that works because they haven't really put it out there like that. But it's like, damn, so. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? Just sit around and, and watch the other videos of people dropping of this new experience and how this game and that game are so different on next gen and how it feels so incredible. Like, come on. I don't think I've missed a console release year ever. Uh, probably since Play PlayStation 2 was my first in-person console midnight release buy, and I have not missed a console jump year since but with covid and losing jobs and money and uh you can't pack in the stores you can't camp outside there's no midnight releases that changes everything because if this was a normal year i would have walked into gamestop a month ago two months ago put down my 50 dollars, pre-ordered my console and did what I normally do every year. Uh, every time I get paid, walk in there, drop 100, drop 200, whatever, until it's paid off. And then I'll show up whenever the fuck I want to release day, pick up my shit, go home, hook it up, and have a day. Can't do that this year. So with that, we'll talk about some of the games I have been playing uh, during this time. As I've mentioned, NBA 2K. I haven't been a huge 2K guy in the past few years. I was actually a big NBA Live guy um, until one time we had a game night at my job and someone brought Live and someone brought 2K. And I was playing Live for a little bit and I was like, this, this bitch kind of slow. Like, this still feels like NBA Live 08 and it wasn't. It's like, this is fucking weird. 
went over and played 2K, and I was like, oh, this is that shit. Like, I'm over here balling on 2K. Not I didn't play 2K. This was just a few years ago. Uh, so the first 2K that I fully downloaded on my system and started playing, I think, was uh, maybe like 2K18, 2K17. That was the first one that I was like fully invested in. Um, and then this past year, when 2K19 was free, I was like, oh, bet. You know, it's quarantine. Ain't really shit going on. Let me jump on 19. Then I became fully, fully indulged in 2K19 and the mechanics and, you know, my career and building characters and all that kind of shit. I thought it was dope. So I was like, okay, cool. When uh, when 2K20 comes out and 2K21 drops, I'm all, I'm all with it. 2K20. I got friends to play on. Uh, we jump on the court. We do our thing, blah, blah, blah. 2K21 comes out. I'm like, yo, everybody getting it? They're like, mm, maybe. Shit. All right. Well, I already got it pre-ordered. So this is where we at. And I really enjoy the game. Now, granted, the 2K community is very toxic. The 2K community is, I don't know if they've gotten spoiled over the few years. I don't know if uh, they just don't get a lot of the uh, bad knocks that all the other gaming communities get. But damn, when they have a problem, they turn into some little hoes. They turn into some straight bitches when something like, come on. I've been playing Madden for years. I fell out for a while, but I've been playing. My my father handed me my first Madden game, and it was John Madden 96 or some shit like that on Sega Genesis. That was my first Madden game. And then I played Madden every other year until like maybe 04, 05. I stopped playing Madden. And then uh, 08, 09 started dropping. That's when I got back in. But it's like, come, come on. We've been dealing with the same game for 10 years. And 2K dealt with the same game for maybe three years in a row. And they're like, we can't believe the fucking 2K people are making the same game over and over again. How many times are you just going to add one jump shot to the list, all this shit? And I'm like, bro, one, it's a fucking basketball game. What else are you going to change besides animations and collision control and stuff like that? Like, those are going to get better. Graphics, uh, graphics are going to get better. But the Madden, <laughs> the Madden fandom can't even get fucking franchise mode right. And you would think that would be the cornerstone of the game. No, you want to play, uh, what is it called? Fucking Ultimate Team and The Yard, because that's what everyone wants. Fucking trash-ass mode. But it is crazy to see the 2K community act so wild. But I will say, when it comes to gaming communities, the 2K community is probably the most flourishing one. I mean, you you get online streaming 2K, you're you're getting viewers. It's going to happen. And it, I think it's quite crazy because I thought the Madden community was bigger, but I was I was so wrong. Because there's so many content creators and and reviewers and quote unquote best 2K players all over YouTube. It's insane. 
But what brought me to this whole conversation was uh, Madden putting out their ratings. And let's talk about EA and Madden and what the hell they think they're doing. So Madden dropped Madden 21, obviously way too early because the first two weeks of the game, it was buggy all over the place. Um, You couldn't even kick a fucking field goal without the shit, you know, stuttering and dropping around and all that. What the fuck is... (laughs) Hey, that's that boy Brooklyn Paul, man. You know who that is. You know exactly who that is. Hey, shout out, shout out to OG Murder One jumping in the chat. Um, but they obviously just dropped the game to get the Madden community. <laughs> they dropped the game to get the Madden community um, you know, something, something to hold on to until next gen drops, which is understandable. It's the same thing that 2K did. They they have literally said they dropped. <clears throat> a current gen of 2K so that, you know, 2K had something, the, their fans had something to bite onto until next gen drop. Well, now Madden on next gen has been delayed. So now it's like, oh shit. Well, what what do y'all have going on? Did y'all realize that the fucking next gen model isn't good enough either? Because now it's been what, two months since the new Madden has dropped and it is just now getting serviceable and that's sad because i still have games where somebody throws a pass and it bounces off a helmet and just tracks on top of their helmet until they finally run out of bounds somewhere you know where you got to sit there and hold your breath and hope that it somehow doesn't just digitize and drop into their hands and it turns into an 80 yard miracle play literally that happened the last game that i played it's crazy. And that's why I hate it when people shit on like Rockstar for taking years and years to develop a game like GTA 5 or Red Dead Redemption 2 and all of that. But at least when the game drops, it's dope. Like, yo, I've had <laughs> I've had GTA 5 on three different consoles. I've had it on Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. That's how dope that game is. Matter of fact, the game is so dope. I was playing it on 360. My homeboy saw me walk into my apartment and some random niggas with, with fucking with fucking pig mask and fox mask and wolf mask and shit showed up in my apartment. And he was like, oh, hell no, I got to get this game. So this shit never happens to you. That's that's how dope that game is. And then we went and got it on next gen and started playing it on Xbox One. And now we all got it on PlayStation 4. That's that's how dope of a game GTA 5 is. That's how dope of a game. That that's how long it takes to make a game like that. Cause trust me, I played Vice City. I played Liberty, Liberty City. I played all the mother GTAs. I was never more invested into a GTA until GTA 5 because I did everything in that game. I played the story. I played it multiple times. I played extra missions. I got once the online servers were fucking figured out. I was online playing online even after my character fucking progress went away. Made another character, jumped online, did the same shit all over again, grinded back out, you know, all that shit. Madden. No. EA. 
just chill the fuck out. Because the shit ain't that good. And y'all be on this motherfucking Twitter talking this shit like this shit good. And it's not. Matter of fact, I had my I had uh, some maintenance guys come into my apartment yesterday to check out the AC. And nothing was really wild wrong with the AC. Like it was just making some noise or some shit. And they came to check it out. And one of the maintenance guys had been in here before. And last time he was in here, I was looking at uh, one of the war table clips for the new Avengers game. And for me, I thought the new Avengers game was going to be very similar to the Grand Theft Auto experience. When it first drops, it's going to be cool. You know, you play through the story. If you can navigate and get on the servers online, because for GTA 5, getting online for the first year was almost impossible. Uh, but if you're able to get online and do some of the online shit, like it would be cool, but it's a development game. Like we'll see it, we'll see it grow as it grows. And honestly, so far, that's what Avengers has been for me. Um, went through, I played, played through the story release day. Um, like literally once the countdown stopped on my PlayStation, I logged on the game and then probably finished the game. Uh, 11 that morning so it took me about 11 11 and a half hours to get done with it uh but it was dope then i was actually able to get online now when it comes to playing with people that was fucking impossible but i was able to get online and just start grinding then i find myself you know power level 80 power level 90 power level 100 power level 110, power level 120. And I'm knocking out all these missions, getting all this, you know, all these attachments and medals and bullshit. And for those that haven't played um, the new Avengers game, the power level, it caps, well, the character level caps at 50. The power level caps at at, uh, 150. 50 and 150. There we go. And as you grow your character and get more shit, all your attachments have different uh, abilities that are based on the the fucking the comic book and how things roll. You can get pin particles in your weapons, so when you shoot a person enough, they'll shrink. You you can have plasma, so they start to fucking freak the fuck out. You, there's fire capabilities, ice capabilities. Like it's really dope. But the problem that they are running into now is that you had a lot of players like me that have been excited for this game, that have been geared up about this game, that got it release day, grinded through all these missions, beat the story, all this shit, and now they're sitting there like, hmm, I got a max level character. I probably got two or three max level characters. And there ain't no new shit to to do. (laughs) Hey, man. Okay, so somehow... After, after all this, I've sold on playing Avengers right now. Hey man, you can always play Avengers and and put the pod in the background. That ain't that ain't that hard. But anyways, you got players like me sitting back, like I got this max level character, I got this and this going on. I've already gotten this, you know, exotic item and this exotic item. I ain't got shit to do. So they have already said that this is going to be a continuing growing game, very similar to Grand Theft Auto. You know. Every other month or so, there's going to be new missions. There's going to be new items. There's going to be new characters. We already know that uh, people like 
Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, Black Panther. Um, those are the ones that are coming up probably through the rest of this year. Um, and then we we already know that Kate Bishop and Hawkeye are coming because the mission they dropped last week is the one that leads into uh, this. Then uh, you have the fact that if you have the game, go ahead. Matter of fact, if you have the game, go ahead and log in. You should, if you haven't logged in the past week, you should be getting thousands of uh, credits um, and some upgrade modules and things of that nature. They dropped that last week. Um, so for my guy, murder one who needs a new cap suit, if you haven't logged in in the past week, go and get that. You'll probably have plenty enough money to get one or two cap suits, especially since the marketplace, I believe is still 50% off right now. Um, so there's some, there's some fucking news for that. Uh, also we're going to see black Panther by the end of this year. And then of course, in January, they're saying 2021, that's when Spider-Man is going to drop into the game. So I'm sure it's just like this last little threshold and we're going to get, you know, constant new, um, <laughs> we're going to get constant new missions and, and, uh, fucking characters and all this shit as it goes. But fuck, like they said that we were going to get this shit dropping a couple weeks ago and we got one mission. I played the one mission I did. And what sucks is that since my friends have either gotten the game or haven't played it as much as me or didn't get the head start that I got, um, fucking, I usually have to play on a different character or um, not play the mission at all with them because they're still growing their characters. So I'm sitting here at, you know, right now, I think one... 146 maybe 147 and uh you know most of the time i got to play as someone else uh to help them grind through a mission or i play as them and i'm just sitting here just pressing a button because after about two hits i kill somebody two hits i kill somebody and i'm like okay let's just go down here so we can get the mission done get whatever fucking artifact you want to get and we can move on to the next because the missions i need to get done or the contracts i need to get done they haven't even unlocked yet and they're like, man, there's nothing left to do in this game, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, you're like level 30. There is so much shit you hadn't even seen yet. You just got to keep grinding to get to it. But to circle back. <laughs> hey, and I'm going to be real with you. Uh, so Murder just said in the chat that uh, he'll just let me do all the work. And that's kind of what's been happening every time I get on with somebody. Uh, besides... I think Davey Vega finally started unlocking some of the higher higher missions. Uh, shout out Davey Vega. Uh, so we'll see what the fuck he's got going on. I don't I don't remember who, what character he mains. I main Black Widow. Black Widow is my shit because she's mobile and she can she can do everything. She can fucking move fast. She can dodge fast. She can also shoot with three different guns, and then. She's a fucking melee machine. Like she can fight anything. I don't understand how it works, but people just need to understand that games take time. I remember when these screenshots for uh, the screenshots for Iron Man flying around started going out years ago, and I was like, "Oh, they coming out with a new Iron Man game." I remember playing the first one on PlayStation. That shit was ass. 
So I'm sitting here thinking this shit gonna be fire. And years later, did I I had no idea that it was going to be an Avengers game. And when I first started playing it, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. This is exactly what I wanted out of an Avengers game. And then I guess I just ran through way too much of it too fast. And that's why I'm in the situation that I am where I'm just kind of at a mute point, which is what happened with Grand Theft Auto. I beat the story mode, did all the extra shit, and then I was at a mute point for a while because it was fucking impossible to get online. Uh, But now that is not the case. I mean, fucking... (laughs) You can get online on it took maybe about two updates for them to fix the online for Avengers. And now it's seamless. It it works very well. <sighs> man oh man. But that is Avengers. That is Madden. That is 2K. That's pretty much my main games right now. I, I can't. I mean, and besides uh besides uh Grand Theft Auto, of course, that I've said, but you know, that's not something that I just actively do. Like that's that's one of those like, oh, we get in a party, we get in a bar- party chat. And oh, by the way, PlayStation, what in the fuck is up with this new party system? Look, now I know I got the uh I got the notification on my PlayStation app that was saying uh PlayStation Messenger is gonna be integrated into the PlayStation app. And that the PlayStation Messenger app will basically be, you know, null and void and you won't need it. And then we got the PlayStation update recently that kind of changed the UI a little bit to where the party integrated system is, is a little different. And that basically you guys are watching us. Um, the fucking, I guess you guys are the feds now. But now PlayStation will be like monitoring our uh, party feeds and all that kind of shit. PlayStation, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. But first of all, fix that shit because that party chat motherfucking friend shit, that shit just looks, it just don't make no fucking sense. I was literally trying to play fucking Avengers and trying to add my dude into a party and it took him like five minutes just to find the fucking party chat. Like that shit don't make no sense. Like why? Did you overcomplicate it, especially in the fact you don't need to do anything with this UI. It is now to you the old UI. You shouldn't be doing shit with the PlayStation 4 UI, especially, especially after I saw the video that came out for the PlayStation 5 UI. That shit is crispy. I'm sure that shit would make my TV blow up right now. This shit looks so good. I I was... Man, and then of course, uh, Xbox. <laughs> Xbox was like, "Oh, PlayStation can't have all the fun. We're gonna drop our UI video," and they didn't drop a video one, which was dumb as fuck. Like, Sony knows, Sony knows that we'll watch videos. We will not read a fucking article. We are not gonna look at no pictures. Drop a video. We're gonna watch that shit. Sony gets that. Microsoft, on the other hand was like, we're going to drop a, a long-ass article, a podcast of a nigga talking about it, and some pictures. And what was sad is with all that information, it literally looks like the same UI from the Xbox One. So I was like, niggas, y'all did all that to really just show us the same thing. But that PlayStation UI, that multitasking, all that shit, man, that shit looked hella crispy. If you haven't seen it, uh, go on Sony PlayStation 5's Twitter, and they got the... uh 
they got the video on there. And it's, it's no cap either. It's not one of them like motherfucker fan made UI type joints. No, nah, it's the real deal. That shit is fire. Ah. But I don't like PlayStation uh, being the feds and watching. Uh, they're talking about monitoring uh, game chat and shit like that. Like, yo, I'm sorry, but <sighs> game game conversation is not civilized. Game conversation is not polite. It is not. I mean, the most polite thing about game chat is GG. And the term GG came from when niggas is too mad to even say good game. They just like, man, GG, what the fuck? So it's like, what do you expect is going on in game chat? Yeah, everybody's called a whole bunch of bitches and fuck you and you ain't shit and your mama ain't shit and all that. Yo, if you were to record... 2%, 2%, especially five years ago, but 2% of the game chats that I've been a part of, just like my dude Murder One would say, we all be fucking locked up. All of us. And you know some dirt about some people you ain't even supposed to know. But I just think that's insane. Like, Sony, who, who do you think you are? The nice police? Are you the hall monitor now, Sony? Because regardless, as a PlayStation fan, I'm going to have to walk down the hallway. But you going to be the hall monitor now? Like, I'm going to have to fucking explain myself to you? No, nah, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. Oh, man, oh, man. Wow. So, after uh after talking about some uh motherfucking video games, we got some breaking news on the NFL side. <clears throat> so we have a another quarterback that is hurt. Um it's not a giant huge major injury, but it is something to monitor. Uh so Jacksonville Jaguars Garner Minshew uh was diagnosed this week with multiple fractures and a sprained ligament in his right thumb. Now, this typically really wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, the Chiefs have <clears throat> a cornerback playing with a fractured hand. Uh, but right thumb, that's your throwing hand. You're a quarterback. Um, and they were already looking at benching him beforehand. Uh, they were saying, you know, if Minchu doesn't doesn't get his game together, he's going to get benched. And, well, with this injury... Whether if he wants to play through it or not, he uh, will probably be seeing the game from the sideline. And that's that was pretty much that. So Gardner Minshew's down. Also, you have the Giants, who is going through a bit of an issue themselves, falling into the same rut that the uh, Las Vegas Raiders ran into, where one of their O-linemen tested positive for... <laughs> One of their old linemen tested positive for COVID-19. So they have quarantined all but four. So I would assume they're, you know, first starting rotations or so. Uh, but they said they've quarantined all but four offensive linemen, which those four are probably the fucking third string. Um, they have quarantined all of those and are retesting them um, as things go on. So <sighs> there's that. Um, there's a handful going on. You have the Texans who have closed down their facility. They're on their buy, but 
they have now had an outbreak as well in their locker room. So you got the Texans, the Giants. Um, Man, oh, man. It is a handful going on at the moment, uh, along with all this trading rumors. I mean, you got Julio Jones trade rumors. You have the Packers that are now looking at um, fucking. Damn, how did I how did I lose all all of my shit that quick? Yeah, you got the uh, you got the Packers that are looking at Will Fuller. Uh, which, I mean, come on, if you're not going to draft a good talent for Aaron Rodgers, at least fucking make a move to get some. And if he's making it with Devontae Adams and all that, add Will Fuller to the other side. We we got some things moving. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, who, who pulled, and I mentioned this earlier, one of the wildest moves after losing the game, basically got on the bus and was like, man, fuck this team. I'm sick of this shit. And I mean, being part of the Bengals, I would assume that's how you would feel all the time anyways. But Carlos Dunlap was like, I'm sick of this shit. Went on Twitter <laughs> and put his house details up on Twitter and said, my house in Cincinnati is now up for sale. I'm getting out of this hole. <laughs> then proceeds to go and put his house up for sale in the same time span and says, I need to get out of this bitch. And guess what happens? Uh, I guess you can't be more forward than that for asking for a trade. So Carlos Dunlap goes to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, come on, you go on Twitter and you put your house details up for sale. <laughs> you you getting out of there. You Shit, I don't care who you flex about. And that's why I know Stefan Gilmore is going to be out of New England. He he didn't tweet, he didn't advertise or anything like that, but he did put his household up for sale. Um, so he's he's planning to get on out of there. Um, a few more people to look at. Tack McKinley from the Falcons. If the Falcons want to do this whole blow everything up and start over, Tack is going to be one of the best best things to look at to get some some trade value out of, but a lot of teams are going to ask, okay, well, can tech, can he stay healthy? Can anyone on that defense stay healthy, but can tech McKinley stay healthy? That's a huge, huge knock when it comes to your trade value. Um, Griffin, Everson Griffin, we already know, uh, the Cowboys are doing a fucking garage fire. sale. they're getting everybody out that bitch. Uh, he went to the Detroit lions. So, there's that. I guess the Lions feel that they got a, uh, they got possibly some things moving and shaking. So we'll we'll see how things go. Oh uh, man, Quentin Williams, probably the best Jets defensive player since Jamal Adams left. Um, he's he's supposedly being looked at to be gone. I don't know anyone that is a D tackle away from making the Super Bowl. Um. He's still on his rookie contract because he got drafted fucking man 2019 third overall pick and you're being shipped off already. Man, the Jets are fucking trash. Golden Tate, another person talking about getting shipped out. OBJ, he was one of them, got hurt, torn ACL, gone for the rest of the season. Zach Ertz was another name that came up trade 
You got to get them out. Matter of fact, um, the Packers were looking at Zachers. But then Zach Ertz got hurt ankle out for, what did they say, three, four to six weeks, something like that. Because at first it was just a few weeks. Now it's like, oh, well, it's going to be about five weeks. Now it's like four to six weeks. It's like, okay, Zach Ertz is hurt. We get it. But they were about to trade with the Packers to deal out Zach Ertz. One, because he wants to get paid more. Um, and the Eagles don't feel that he is worth the money that's being asked, even though I think Zach Ertz has pretty much carried that offense on his back because for a while he was the only one that could catch the fucking ball. As much as I hate to give it to him, Zach Ertz was literally the only one that would catch the ball in the offense. Now you got fuck-ass, bum-ass Nelson Aguilar with the Las Vegas Raiders. He thinks he's a damn superstar right now because he couldn't catch a cold in Philly now he's over here willing to deal it, getting touchdowns and wide open plays and shit. Don't make no sense. Makes no sense at all. Also, <laughs> well, this ain't the PlayStation game chat. You can you can say whatever you want to say about whoever. I promise you that. I can promise you that. But yeah, you it's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot of shit going on in the league right now. And uh I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of Yeah, see, there's no feds in here. There's no feds in here. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of buy low situations. I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams that uh give up players for a lot less, especially in the fact that one most of these players have heavy ass contracts. Second, no one knows what the cap is going to look like next year. I know we, I know as a Chiefs fan, we are completely out of wheeling and dealing for anybody. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell was our move. It helped us that the Jets released him and I guess just got tired of hearing about trade talk because they they wanted to trade him. Um, but I think they were just trying to go for way too high of a value. Um and the trade talks that they were hearing just didn't fit. So they were like, fuck it, we're going to release them. And then we got them for pennies. So I think unless a reason like that, like something like that happens where someone gets released and we can get them on a vetman or a rookie deal or whatever, we're not we're not in for any talk. I, if we didn't get Lev Bell, I would love for us to be in the conversation for Stefan Gilmore. But also we would have to deal with his contract. And that's just... That's just way too much. And I just know that uh, it's looking ugly for a lot of teams out there. The one place I don't want Gilly Lock to go to is the Ravens. Because <laughs> if the Ravens get another piece on defense and Gilmore can fly around with them, or the Steelers. Because like I've said, I don't believe in any, either of those teams, but I do believe they're one or two pieces away from making some real shit go on. But the Steelers, I mean, they're they're playing kindergartners for the rest of the year, and they've played kindergartners this entire year. So I'm not going to believe it. It's just This is just like what happened with the 49ers. 
and how their defense was so stout and their offense was so incredible and they were the perfect matchup for the Chiefs and how their dynamic offense cannot hold against this dynamic defense. And, and then you saw what happened. It's the exact same thing. And I'm, I, I'm telling you, if it is Chiefs, Steelers, anywhere in the AFC playoffs, that's all it's going to be. <clears throat> oh, my God, look at this team with this outstanding defense. They're going to be so incredible. They've sacked so many times. They've done this. They've done that. They've also played teams with paper mache fucking offensive lines and dumbass quarterbacks and, yeah, all this shit. And then it's like, okay, now you're going to see a team not just with a competent offense or a competent defense. Now you're seeing a team that is top 10 in offense, top 15 in defense. They haven't given up more than 100 and, 136 yards in passing yards. <laughs> like, shut up. I don't, I don't have time for it. I really don't. I don't have time for it. But uh, with that being said, trade talk out there, video game talk. I can talk video games all fucking day. Uh, music talk. Oh, if some, if, see... I'm so glad I just said that. I will go ahead and let y'all know right now. The one album that I've been bumping the most is this new Jordan Lucas tape. And I've been I've been a fan of Jordan Lucas since that motherfucker uh dropped on YouTube. And for for some people it it's not it's not their kind of music, which I get. Like <sighs> I understand it. You you can call it this or that, but like some people just don't like a storyteller or some people don't like fast rappers or somebody don't like both of those put together. You know, uh, some people don't like the entertainment or the creativity that comes with uh, with uh, the enunciations or putting words together or breaking down. Yeah, Some people just don't like that. No, I'm not shooting on you, nigga. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm just saying that some people don't like his music and that's what they say because of that. Uh, but you know, growing up, I listened to, when it came to rap, I listened to like Bone Thugs and Harmony and, and Busta Rhymes and shit. Like people like that, where it's like, I, I got grown accustomed to, I mean, one of my favorite rappers is Eminem and a lot of people are going to be like, you ain't shit. You an Eminem stand. Like, shut the fuck up. I like Eminem. Um, but Jordan Lucas did something real, real special with this, uh, with this tape. Uh, you can tell that he's finally finding himself as an artist and not just a rapper on YouTube that can freestyle over, you know, beats. Um, he's finding himself as a storyteller a lot better than just in one video. Cause I remember when the I'm not racist video dropped on YouTube, uh, shit was everywhere. Shit was crazy. And everybody's like, who is this Jordan Lucas dude? Is that this white dude that's over here saying nigga like a hundred times? Like it was a lot. Um, but in this tape, it, it was something crazy. I knew from the intro, I knew from the intro that it was going to be something crazy. Um, he's got Ashanti on there, Rick Ross, the game. Um, there's solid features on there, but really, he just tells a dope ass story throughout the whole thing. Um, and not only that, <clears throat> when it dropped, he went in, he went on YouTube 
and started watching like uh, popular reviewers uh, live stream his album and he would pop into the live. He he dropped uh, my dude Crip. He dropped Crip like fucking five, five, six hundred dollars in his YouTube chat. Uh, just, you know, showing love to the creators and stuff like that. Uh, which everybody knows now with YouTube and its algorithm, it's been a fucking shit show to make money um, off of YouTube and how the way they changed up that whole system. Um, so it's really dope that he's doing all that. I mean, shit, when he came to Atlanta uh, during his first tour and I went and saw him, it went from 25 people to a packed house and maybe one song. And he made a point to dap up everybody. That was there. Every single person. After he did an encore song, and then after that, he went off stage, went to his merch, and his merch was conveniently by the exit. One for selling purposes, but for for two, he dapped up every single person that left. And I thought that was dope as fuck. So always been a big fan of Joiner. Check out his new shit. Shit's shit's fire. Um also, what else about music? I got some. Got some other shit in here. Oh, also for uh, a media media alert, we are back on Spotify. There's a little delay, um, but we are back on Spotify. All the episodes are back on there. Besides my episode that I had with Josh Wheeler when we talked baseball, wrestling, all that shit. It was just a massive media file. I'm going to cut it in two and probably just put the interview half on Spotify. Uh, so that way, because that was good talk, that was good shit, and I want that to be out there. So I'm going to cut that and have put that on there so it can be on Spotify. But everything else, including this episode that will be coming up in a few hours, uh, will be on Spotify for everybody to check out, for everybody to fucking share and all that shit. There is also a playlist that I've put together on Spotify to where you can just check out this show. Um, so for right now, if you wanted to go and check it out, you go on Spotify, search KCPN, the Kansas city podcast network, and you would find me and the list of content creators that are in there. But now you can search the voice of fandom podcast, and there will be a playlist to where you can click and has all the episodes right there. You can follow that playlist. I will update it every single time an episode drops. Yes, sir. Whew. What other music I've been listening to? Oh, if you if you ain't listening to that internet money lemonade, man, you sleep as fuck. That shit right there, man, that shit right there is fire. Man, fuck it. I ain't really got that much music to be talking about right now. But anyways, I'm going to head to a break right now. Um, and then right after the break, we're going to get into the predictions of week eight, starting with tonight, uh, talking about the Falcons versus the Panthers. Um, and then we'll handle some business and get up out of here. So on the other side of this break, we will talk about that and possibly some more. If somebody calls in, Hey, let's do it. I'm ready to talk some shit anyway. So we'll do that on the other side of this.
I will tell y'all right now, if you do listen to this on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts, whatever they call them, or on the KCPN app, you will not have to hear that uh, awful intermission music. What you will get to hear is exclusive music that are made by me or my friends that will be featured during the break time. Uh, I already have a few artists and their music lined up. Uh, so when you hear the official version that goes out, not just the slide version, you will get a chance to listen to, you know, homegrown talent uh, of my friends, of myself, uh, all those kind of things. Um, with that, we're going to handle some business real quick and then hop into predictions. So have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs? Have you ever wanted a autographed jersey or football or mini helmet or full-size helmet of any kind, maybe a picture, a plaque? Well, I can send you to the right place. Total Sports Kansas City has all of the signed memorabilia that you could ever look for. Uh, they have everything from Dustin Colquitt signed jerseys to Tyreek Hill signed jerseys to now, and only one more left, Patrick Mahomes signed jerseys. Uh, they have everything from signed footballs to helmets to mini helmets to pitchers and also uh, other signed memorabilia. I mean, I have a signed Tyreek Hill, signed Damian Wilson, signed Dante Hall jersey right in my room. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys so much. Go and check out Total Sports Kansas City to get all of your Kansas City signed memorabilia. And we back. So let's talk about let's talk about this uh this week eight that we got going on. And we're gonna breeze through this because uh last Thursday I felt like I gave it the right amount of attention, which was very little, and a, a whole bunch of games fucking surprised me. I had no idea the fucking chaos and fire burning that was gonna be happening in week seven. And boy, so let's go to week eight. Uh tonight, Falcons Panthers. A team that doesn't know when they want to win and when they want to lose, which is all the time. And then a team with my guy, Teddy Two Gloves and Big Lil Mike. I think the Panthers take this. Uh, I don't, I don't, I really don't think there's any fucking question about it. Um, I don't know what the point spread is on that, but I, come on. If you think the Falcons are going to win this game, Sheesh. I don't know. Maybe you haven't been watching football that much this season, but literally the Falcons lost a game because they didn't want to score a touchdown that they did score and got the two point conversion and still lost the game by one point to Matt Stafford and uh, DeAndre Swift, who had his homecoming coming home to Atlanta after being drafted and was part of a comeback that all Atlanta fans are used to. Hilarious. So the one o'clock games. Vikings path uh Vikings Packers. Uh it's always good to see divisional games, but the Vikings are fucking trash this year. They have done nothing to prove to anyone that they're good. Um, I mean shit. The Fal <laughs> the Falcons won against them. Uh so that that should that should tell you enough. Now, granted. The Vikings happened to jump into a buzzsaw because 
well, it was right after you fire, you know, your head coach and your GM and the players have to rally together and play a little better just in case you're getting shipped the fuck out. And so, yeah, they beat the Vikings, but granted, who fucking cares? Kirk Cousins is a bum. Um, and Aaron Rodgers should keep slinging that thing. And if he gets, you know, a, a new trade piece on the way, uh, which would be really dope. Uh, but if he ends up getting Will Fuller in the fold, he won't be able to play this game. But, you know, that can only boost the confidence of that offense that uh, another playmaker will be coming onto the scene. Uh, after that, Titans Bengals. I, I wish the Bengals would stop. Fucking games over for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, after getting hit multiple times, after being in deficits a whole bunch of times, like all oh, this, Joe Burrow has been digging this team out of a hole almost every game, and they will not let this kid win. I, it's embarrassing. It is really fucking embarrassing. I, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd, I'd be ready to put on some knee pads and fucking block for the dude or something because, I mean, they're not going to win against the Titans. They're not. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, but he is serviceable for what they need done on offense. Uh, their their offensive scheme, their play-action scheme is just fitted for him. He is a very limited quarterback, but guess what? If you give him the running game of Derrick Henry, who can, you know, on game average clip, 6.2 to six and a half yards per clip. Three, three, three yards of those is after contact. Hey, come on. Like you, you got to load the box up. You got to stop Henry. You got to get more than one man on him. Play action. Tannehill can do his thing. Like it's not hard. It's not hard, but they're doing exactly what they need to do. What's crazy is that they haven't abandoned anything uh, from their game plan. This, this was them last year. And it gave them very good success. So now they're continuing to do the same thing. And that's what a good team should do. <laughs> that, that's not hard to think about. That is exactly what a good team should do. So next game is uh, Jets-Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, come on. The point spread on that game opened up at 20. The Chiefs were a 20-point favorite. It's the largest spread this year. Probably the largest spread in a long fucking time. Just don't stand a chance. <clears throat> Especially, I mean, if they would have fucked around and traded away Quentin Williams already, their star D tackle, who would have been there to go after Pat? I I literally believe this game. I mean, they might as well just put Joe Flacco in to start. Like, are you, are you going to start Sam Donald? Are you really are you really going to act like y'all are in this game? Because the Chiefs are acting like it. The Chiefs are acting like y'all are competitor. To the point where Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game last week got everyone huddled together in the locker room. And he said, I don't give a fuck who we play next week. Y'all better come this week with the energy, take care of your body, and we're going to go play this next game. Andy Reid had the nerve in post-practice interview to say, we're looking forward to the opportunity of playing the Jets. They're a good football team. And very well coached. They are treating this game <laughs> like they're playing literally anyone else. And then you got Le'Veon Bell, who is going to be looking at y'all on the sidelines the entire time, every time he pops out on the run. 
That's crazy. I I would not, I would not be surprised. And I'm not I'm not going to do score predictions on my own team because every time that I do it, something horrific happens. So I'm not even going to get into that. But I just find that that is hilarious to me that that Big Red had the nerve to say we got the matter of fact he always opens up his post practice post game pre game presser with looking forward to playing the such and such team. They're a good football team. And we're getting everything ready for such. But when he said the Jets, a good football team, and they're well coached, I think that's Andy Reid just sending shots. He was just like, man, Adam Gase is a bum. I know this shit. Like, I'm not worried about that. But crazy, crazy. And it's one o'clock. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to be able to watch it because. I know my one o'clock games will be Patriots, Bills, and Ravens, Steelers more than likely. Um, so I'm gonna have to stream the game as always. Fuck you, NFL. Uh, <laughs> and I always, I always end up having one stream on my TV, uh, one on my iPad. I'll have my phone on Red Zone. Um, I usually have a couple things going on, and uh, yeah, that's usually my setup. Anyway, so Colts, Lions. Um, Colts are sputtering and figuring out if they're a decent team or not. Um, right now it seems like the AFC is probably the worst place to do that in. Uh, but <laughs> also I don't know if you're going to get much, uh, much help in the NFC either, because, uh, the NFC now, the teams that want to be good teams are finally figuring it out. I mean, you have a full NFC, well, not a full minus one team. But you have a NFC division that are just full of five win teams right now, um, so there's there's a lot of lot of things that are happening that teams either need to figure it out in this next week or so, or they need to be on the Cowboys train and just get everyone the fuck out and figure out what you're going to do next year. Um, Colts are teetering on that line, and what's sad is that the Colts have, oh god. Uh. For those that are not listening live, um, Kami just popped up in the chat saying that the NFC East is a, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to go there yet. We're, we're going to get, we're going to get to that when we get to the NFC East. We're going to save that. We're going to tab it. But Colts, Lions, Colts are still trying to figure out if they're worth a damn. Lions feel like they have a better shot uh, this year than they've had in previous years. Um, to at least get to the playoffs. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, if they're making trade deals, they feel like they have something going for them this year. Um, Lions, I just don't know. I just don't know. Because if you look at the Lions schedule, they're three and three right now. If you look at the Lions schedule, they have the Colts, the Vikings, another winnable game. Washington football team, another winnable game. The Panthers, eh, eh, that could go either way. Texans, eh, I could go either way. The Texans are also falling apart. And if they get rid of Will Fuller and maybe deal out one or two people, you know, like, shit. They may not be much of a team by the time you get to November 26th. Um, Then they see the Bears, the Packers, the Titans, the Buccaneers. Sheesh. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how good that looks for them. I really don't. But with the extra teams being able to get into the playoffs, you never know. Eight and eight could be enough. I mean, fuck. Okay, we'll get to the NFC East now. We're going to see an NFC East team that probably has less than eight wins win their division and go to the playoffs. And what is this like the second time in a row? Because last year they were all terrible. Um, what's what's very maddening to say is that uh, the Washington football team looks like the best team out of that division. Um, they literally just need to get their quarterback situation right because Kyle Allen is not that guy. Um, I also have very mixed feelings about having Alex Smith go go out there and start with that offensive line that looks like they don't give a fuck about anyone's life. Uh, but also, they plan on shipping out Dwayne Haskins. So what are, what are you going to get for Haskins? Uh, do you ask for uh, an offensive lineman? Do you ask for another you know wide receiver threat? What What do you ask for? Do you just ask for picks and, you know, playing for the future? That needs to be something that's been said, because as of right now, you've done nothing to promote Dwayne Haskins stock. You had him out there for three weeks um, and pretty much shit on him. When it comes to the front office to him, Uh, he's not really what we were looking for. He doesn't really fit the dynamic. Then you not only you didn't bench him. You had him from QB1 to QB3, and then he mysteriously got sick and was home. And then Kyle Allen got hurt, and then Alex Smith had to go out there. He wasn't, not only was he not dressed, he wasn't even with the team. I found it very interesting that Dwayne Haskins got demoted from QB1 to QB3 and had an illness so bad, it wasn't even COVID. Had an illness so bad, he couldn't even travel with the team. <laughs> Crazy. And now you're talking about trading him. You've done nothing to help your trade stock with him. So, yeah, he's probably going to get traded for a pack of churros. Maybe uh, two annihilators. And that's it. Motherfucker's going to be gone. And what's crazy is that <clears throat> there are teams out there that need quarterbacks. It just came out that Andy Dalton is not going to play this week. He just started sitting in in uh, QB meetings, but uh, fucking no name quarterback name. <laughs> uh, fucking whatever his name from the Cowboys. I can't even fucking. No one knows him. No one knows his name. Um, who started? Well, didn't start, but who came in last week after uh, Andy Dalton got assassinated. He'll be starting the game. He's been taking the first team snaps during practice. And it's like, bro, (laughs) I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is better than him, but I'm saying there are teams out there in quarterback troubles. And you didn't help your draft stock to be able to make that happen. You didn't help your trade stock to be able to bargain a first first round draft pick quarterback to any team for less than 
a half-eaten chicken wing. Shitty ass situation. But hey, I'm rooting for Ron Rivera. I'm rooting for uh I think I think the Washington football team is gonna come out, come out with uh with that division. I think so. Uh but with that being said, we'll roll through the rest of these games. Steelers, Ravens. I think this is the first time you're going to be able to see the Steelers team against someone that actually is going to give them some competition. And I'm not saying that because I think the Steelers are good. I am actually on the train. If you have not listened to any episode before that, the Steelers are the most counterfeit team in the league. Yes, they are six and zero, but they are six and zero against teams that haven't done shit and will not do shit for the rest of the season. If you don't believe me, just fucking look at the game. Stop looking at Oh my gosh, the linebackers are flying around. Oh my gosh, there's another pick. There's another sack. Bitch, look at who they playing. If you I I hate when people don't pay attention to what's going on. Because when you look at what the fuck is going on, it will make so much sense to you. Look at the Steelers record and look what's been going on. First of all, they were a competitive football team when Ben was out last year. They had a quarterback with the name of a fucking animal in Duck Hodges. And they were still, they were still competitive. They were so competitive that when Mason Rudolph was that quarterback, Miles Garrett seemed to be so fucking enraged in the fact that they weren't blowing this team out. He took that motherfucker's helmet off and hit him with his own helmet on the side of his head. You can't tell me this team didn't already have the pieces to be competitive. But what you will not do is come over here and tell me the Steelers are the most complete or the most dominant or the most feared team in the league. Cause sorry, you're smoking drugs. Matter of fact, I met a, I met a friend of mine. Uh, well, he is now a friend of mine, but I met a, uh, a person during my birthday. Uh, he went out with us. Uh, he was a friend of a friend, and uh, he's a big sports guy. He actually told me that he wanted to get into podcasting and all those kind of things. Um, he said that he went to school for sport, sports broadcasting and media and all that shit, and uh, he's a Steelers fan. And he said to me, he was like, well, you know, you know, I heard about you doing this or that and heard about your podcast and all of that. You know, that's really cool, though. What do you think about the Steelers? I was like, I think you guys are overhyped. What? Really? And I was like, see, that's exactly why. It's exactly why. I said, bro, look at your schedule. He was like, we dominated those games. Look at your schedule. Just fucking look at it. That's all you have to do. And then you could finally be like, well, yeah, we were supposed to win these games. Like I've said before, the Steelers play the Giants. One by 10 points. It was a sloppy game to start, but it was Ben's first game back. Expected. Then you actually had to go toe-to-toe with the Broncos. You won 26-21. That game should not have been what it was if you guys were that team. Just saying, because, you know, not to put my team in the spotlight, but Pat Mahomes only threw one touchdown and we almost put a 50 burger up on the motherfuckers, but we're not going to talk about that. Then you go toe to toe with the Texans. Another team that Pat Mahomes happened to blow out. Um, 
y'all won 21 and 28. Shit. Okay. And then you play the Eagles, which the, the chat just brought it up. Then you play the Browns. Then you play the Titans, who gave you your first taste of competitive nature. And your star linebacker gets hurt. And now you see the Ravens, who unfortunately is the only team left in your schedule that will give you said competition. Because then after you see the Ravens, you see the Cowboys, you see the Bengals, you see the Jaguars, then you see the Ravens again. And then even after that, you see the Washington football team, the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, the Browns. You do not see any competitive nature outside of the Ravens. And if the Bills can get their shit together, maybe the Bills. But the Bills are sputtering out of control right now. Because that Bills-Jets game was very telling. It was very telling. And what did I say about the Bills before the Bills-Chiefs game? The Bills will <laughs> the Bills will know who they are after they play the Chiefs because they're getting hyped up so much on media. They're getting hyped up so much on, on Twitter and the NFL list and all these things. And now that Tom Brady's gone from the AFC East, Buffalo can finally take over the castle and all that. That's cool. But you don't know how good you are until you go against the best. Then it puts you in check. And that's what happened with the Buffalo Bills. Now they don't know what the fuck to do because they almost lost the game to the Jets. That's insane. So the Steelers, literally, not just the first part of their season, but literally their entire schedule is full of jobbers. Their entire schedule is full of fucking malarkey. Like, come on. And you want to tell me Blitzburg is back. You want to tell me that that the Steelers, the, the fucking Steel Curtain defense is here again. Shut the fuck up. And yeah, I said malarkey. Fuck these motherfuckers, man. These Steelers fans really pissing me off this season. Because now that the Cowboys fans are quiet and the Patriots fans are quiet, these Steelers fans feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want. Which you should, but if you're going to say it, come on the Voice of Fandom podcast and we're going to really talk about it because I can't wait to expose anything you feel is the truth. Because that's a fact. Rams-Dolphins. This game is just the Tua game. Tua comes out, it's going to be his starting debut. Yay, you got to look at that motherfucking Aaron Donald right in the face and he going to put you in check. Man, I can't wait to see it. As much as I would love to root for a left-handed, I don't know, he's Hawaiian and black. I don't know what uh, ethnicity Tua is, but I would love to root for him. But him looking across from Aaron Donald, (laughs) shit, at one o'clock? That might be an issue. Patriots Bills, once again, we're, we're, we're going to see who the Bills are. We're also going to see who the fuck the Patriots are because that boy Cam Newton got benched last week and it did not look too good. 
did not look too good. I don't know if the coronavirus sucked the damn talent out of him. I don't know what it was, but like I said, Tom Brady is winning the divorce right now. And it is time to sign a new lawyer and try to go in for round two, Patriots. Because y'all need to start collecting some shit before I can look at y'all. And Because right now, I don't even... I don't even see the Patriots. Tua is Hawaiian and small. See, this is why I got my peoples out here. See, so I, I feel like I have to root for Tua then. He's left-handed. He's Hawaiian and Samoan. His name is Tua Tungavaloa. Like, that name right there just sounds like some, some fucking oh, fried Hawaiian shrimp rice with some motherfucking... With some sauce on it. That sounds like some good shit. Let me get that damn tongue of Iloa number seven. I still think he's going to eat at least three sacks from Aaron Donald and possibly throw a pick. You know, Fitzmagic going to be sitting there like, and I'm sure. you know, they just run in a cover three and he's just running multiple stunts on your bitch ass. You just need to get out the pocket. You can throw out the pocket. Just get out the pocket. But Patriot Bills, we're going to see. And and this is actually what's crazy about this. Not only will we see who they really are. This is actually very important when it comes to the AFC East. If the Patriots win this game, it's fucking chaos in the AFC East again. You really don't know what the fuck is going to happen. But if the Bills win this, then then maybe, then just maybe, the world is going to shape themselves back into what's going on. But if the Patriots beat the Bills and they go on a little mini run just to... Oh, fuck! You know how ignorant that would be? So, Bills, all you have to do is just get your shit together and fucking keep it rolling. That's all you got to do. Raiders, Browns, I hope to everything the Browns get it together (laughs) and beat the Raiders. That's all I want to see because Raiders fans are still, still, still talking about their regular season Super Bowl win of them beating us, even though they are 500 right now at three and three. Shut the fuck up, Raiders fans. And I need all of you to come on to this podcast so I can really, so I can, so I can say it to you. I'm not one of them motherfuckers that's just going to say something. And when we get on the mic, I'm going to talk to you cordial because it's media. No, motherfucker. I'm going to be right here on this mic saying, name a Raiders player outside of motherfucking Derek Carr and tell me how much of a Raiders fan are you. Tell me you didn't just go out and buy motherfucking Oakland gear because you saw it in a movie. And if you don't know what movie I'm talking about, you're not a fucking Raiders fan. Sipping on some Welch's juice right now. It's delicious. Anyways. Chargers Broncos. Chargers should win that uh, quite handedly. But this is another one of those games where if the Broncos beat the Chargers, it's fucking divisions in chaos. I mean, the, the middle of the divisions in chaos. I mean, we're sitting at the top of the AFC West looking down at these motherfuckers like, well, here we are again. <laughs> It's nice to see you all in peril, trouble, as we sit at the top 
that's six and one, and you guys just can't figure out what the fuck to do. Soon to be, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna project. Saints Bears, who fucking cares? Um, Saints just can't seem to get their shit together, even though they're four and two. Bears are the worst five and two team in the entire league. Um, I think the Bears could sit and you know what? Just stop. Just Drew Brees, go and play the game you should play, and you guys will be <clears throat> at a decent record. That's just where that's just where that's at. There's not so much to stress about that game. Besides Michael Thomas turning into Antonio Brown 2.0, like it's it's slowly morphing. Like you're seeing it happen right now. Literally, if the problems that were happening with Michael Thomas happen with Antonio Brown in three weeks, it's going to raise hell. It just is. Nasty Naked Night is my hope for the Super Bowl. Why? You want to see the Bears in the Super Bowl? If that's what you're telling me, See, I think my chat has gone crazy. I think it is time to wrap this motherfucking episode up because if you're saying you want to see Nasty Nigga Knight in the Bears uniform in the Super Bowl, man, oh man, oh man. 49ers Seahawks, we're going to see how Russell Wilson bounces back from losing a game. I mean, granted, Russell Wilson's been doing this for a long time. This he, everyone knows you're not going to go undefeated in this league. <clears throat> um, but the 49ers are catching their stride. The 49ers are starting to look like the team that they were last year. Uh, they're still, they're still a bit banged up. Um, and they're still working through some things. They're, matter of fact, they're eating injuries currently now. Uh, but if the Seahawks do happen to drop two in a row, it's going to look a little rough. And it's not like the Seahawks have a cupcake fucking walk like the Steelers do. <clears throat> I mean, granted, they, they do have a few cupcake games, but they see the 49ers now well, on Sunday. And then the next week, it's Bills, Rams, Cardinals again, uh, Eagles, Giants. So you see a little a little upreave, but then you, you see... Jets, Washington football team, Rams, 49ers to end the year. So they have a little bit of an up and down year that that will test them. They should win the games that they should and be very competitive in the games that that look a little rough. But they should not should not drop the ball on a game that they're supposed to win. They should not. If they do that, their season's going to be. A little rough, and it starts with this one. Cowboys, Eagles, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I can't believe I'm going to say this. But if the Eagles lose this game, which I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think is even a possibility, but you are on prime time. You're on prime time television. <laughs> <laughs> my guy murder one who i've shouted out many times on this episode in previous episodes if everyone doesn't know is a eagles fan diehard eagles fan 
he is saying skip this in the chat. He does not want me to talk about this game. I'm going to skip it for now. But it's a primetime Sunday night football game. I can't just skip it. So I'm going to go to Monday night real quick. Buccaneers-Giants. Buccaneers should run the fuck over the Giants. Shout out my guy, Eddie Kingston. You already know that you are losing this game. There's nothing else to say about it. Back to Sunday Night Football. (laughs) Cowboys, Eagles. Eagles, you cannot lose this football game. The Cowboys are actively shipping off every player. They have said this week, they have said this week that everyone is up for sale besides CeeDee Lamb. Oh, you want me to speak directly to Carson Wentz? Okay, I can do that. Carson, matter of fact, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I got you. I got I, I got you. I got you all the way right now. We're going to talk right to Carson Wentz. Carson James Wentz. I'm going to need you to do one thing. And that's motherfucking throw the football with accuracy. I know you don't have no star players on your team left because they are all either shipped out or on the sideline with a broken something. I know you don't have the the connection that ends with TZ, Ertz, and Wentz connection no more. I know you ain't got a motherfucker out there with steady hands besides a random fourth to sixth round draft pick out of Old Dominion. But if you don't beat the Cowboys, you should get the fuck out of town. Because not only have you been side-eyed and judged since you've been there, but every day you got to look at a statue of another quarterback that took your team to the Super Bowl. You have to look at nasty Nick at night, Nick Foles, every single time. Because he took your team and got you a ring when you couldn't even motherfucking move. Carson Wentz, this is your time. Because if you can't be the team that wants to be beat, If you can't be the team that is letting go of all they star players besides the rookie they just drafted, that is on a third string quarterback. Dak Prescott, gone. Andy Dalton, out. Still can't fucking remember this dude's name. He is starting. And boy, he looked like a clusterfuck when he was on the field last week. If you, if you can't beat this team, y'all got to get the fuck out. Carson Wentz, you got to get out. Motherfucking Boston Scott sent his ass somewhere. Miles Sanders, I, you hurt. You need to get out too. Doug Peterson, you are disgracing the coaching tree 
of Andy Reid. Y'all got to get the fuck out. And y'all need to do it right after the game. Be like, be like fucking Dunlap. If y'all lose this game, I want everybody house up for sale. I don't want y'all in Philly no fucking more. Put your house up on Zillow and fucking take an Uber and get out. And go coach for some fucking middle school team in Idaho. I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> y'all got to win this game. Y'all have to. That two, four, and one shit looks real fucking ugly. You want to know why it looks ugly? Because I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys that are just not going to do shit. And they're two and five. Y'all are a tie away. Carson Wentz, I'm done talking to you. You probably can't even pay yourself on playing. Jeez. But that's the games of the week. As far as trade deadline news, we're we're gonna keep looking at it. I'm I'm exhausted after that. I'm fucking exhausted. Uh, as far as trade deadline news, just keep up with me. Follow me on a. Uh, follow me on motherfucking Twitter and all them shits, and you'll know about it. Um, if you're trying to play some video games, fucking hop on PlayStation. My PSN is King Chief Four Nine Eight. You already know what the fuck going on. Um, and after that debacle, I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, you'll be able to catch this episode and you'll hear it on the outro. Uh, but you'll be able to catch this episode on, on Spotify. This will actually be one of the last episodes that will be available for playback on Podbean. Um, so in the future, which will probably start next week. Uh, once the live is over, it'll be over. It will not be replayable back on here. Uh, but a few hours later, it will be available on, uh, the KCPN app or Spotify, Apple podcast, Amazon music, all them shits. So with that being said, go to your Spotify app, go to your Apple music app, whatever it is, uh, search the voice of fandom podcast. It will be on there. Uh, follow that joint so if you do miss the lives if you're not able to interact talk call in all them joints you can still listen to the replay which actually a little bit of mind fuckery if you're listening to this now in a few hours on those apps i'm already telling you what you already know so with that being said shout out my guy murder one shout out my guy cody cody always in this bitch matter of fact I usually just, I turn on the little fucking people gather music and that motherfucker Cody just be sitting in this bitch like, I'm ready. <laughs> so I appreciate it um, for everybody that does listen to this, that shares this. Um, I'm going to be doing another giveaway soon. I didn't announce it, but I did have a giveaway winner already for the first giveaway, um, which was funny because the first giveaway was a uh, a fandom bundle basically um if you like shared and followed the show um i just picked a random winner and got in contact with them they let me know their team and they were a atlanta falcons fan but they wanted chiefs gear um 
they were like, you know, been watching the Chiefs. Like they they were my AFC team for a long time. You know, there are people out there that have like NFC teams and AFC teams. And I'm like, well, what happens when both of them meet in the Super Bowl? Like, what do you fucking do then? But anyways, um, they're like, you know, I've been looking at the Chiefs for a long time. So um, I don't want any more Falcons merch because they don't deserve any of this or any of that. So uh, I sent them some Chiefs gear um, because they won the giveaway. And it made me feel a little bit better because I wasn't buying Falcons gear. <laughs> um, but also, if you're also looking for other gear, like signed memorabilia, footballs, <laughs> uh, mini helmets, full-size helmets, or signed jerseys or pictures, you can go to K- <laughs> Total Sports KC and get all your signed memorabilia there. Um and can you get some Eagles gear? Hey, I'm going to be real. I've been talking to uh, the total sports in Philly. <laughs> but I don't think anyone's doing any signing because anyone that would be, they're all fucking hurt right now. <laughs> but I will be doing another giveaway soon. Uh, just stay tuned to my Twitter at official a armor. I will be changing all of my social media soon. Just go ahead and be ready for that. I'm going to change it to where it's more streamlined uh, to everything that's going on. So when people jump on the pod, they can search me on all social media and it'll all be the same thing. So once I figure out what that's going to be, um, then I will do so. Also, uh, with Murder One being in the chat, this is a great time for me to plug this. We are creatively thinking on bringing back an old entertainment platform that we used to do. Um, that'll be fun for the both of us, fun for uh, more listeners as well. Um, it may not be on this structured of a scale, um, but that's where most of the entertainment lies. So that will be coming soon. Uh, don't know when, where, or how, but it's creatively in a think tank at the moment. Um, but with all that, you want a Wentz joint? No, you don't. I don't even know why you said that. If I were to ever get you something sent, it would be a Nick Foles Eagles jersey. That's probably the only thing I would send you. Uh, yeah, we're not. So, <laughs> no, I'll get to all. I'll get to all that. Um, I'm probably going to do a pop up show maybe Monday. It might. I might do a pop up show Monday night. Just stay tuned to that. Who knows? Um, I'll announce the giveaway uh, sometime soon in the next few hours. Once this episode is up, up on Spotify and things of that nature, I will announce the giveaway. Then it's going to be some type of thing similar to last time where, Hey, you know, share the show, like the show, comment on the show, whatever the fuck. Um, and I will send out another uh, fandom bundle. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, if I get in contact with more total sports uh, branches, That'll help out a lot because I won't just be sending gear out. I'll be sending like autographed gear and things of that nature. And I'm sure people will be more excited about that. I'm not giving away any of my autograph stuff right now. I signed Tyree Kill, signed Dante Hall, signed Damian Wilson. Um, I'm not giving. I'm not giving any of that away. Also, I may be having a signed Dwayne Bow on the way, uh, so that would be dope. I don't know if it's another jersey or if it's a football or a pitcher or whatever it may be, but. That's just dope to uh, also add to the collection. Plus, I thought Dwayne Bowe was going to be that dude. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Um, 
Want to sign Andy Reid hat? Boy, you coming in here with the wish list. Anyways, to my peeps, to my followers, to my future listeners, to my listeners right now, I appreciate y'all. I'm out of here. I'll be back on here live Tuesday, 11 a.m. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what time is going to be. Just jump in the live. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend. Jump on this bitch. Get some people to add on here. I would love, I would love to uh, look at my analytics and uh, see that my followers have grown. I don't really care about the listens. Get the followers on here. If you listen to this shit 10 minutes or whatever, that's dope. But get the followers so that people can tell another friend to tell another friend. It looks like we probably could possibly get locked down in a quarantine again. And we're going to need some kind of entertainment because if you haven't noticed uh, or read, France is locking back down to due to another outbreak. And um, typically how things have gone, if you look overseas and see what's going on, we are doomed to see a similar situation. So with that very grim ending, I'm very sorry to end on that. Um, Like I said, tell a friend to tell a friend. I don't care if you just send them the link straight in an inbox and be like, yo, check out my homie podcast. Uh, He's doing a giveaway. You could win, you know, some free fucking merch or you can just share the shit yourself and try to get the merch yourself, whatever it is. Do you think it's Kingston Robinson? I'm out of here. You're going to hear the the outro and all that shit in the edited version. Y'all not going to get in on this one. Y'all just going to hear me click out. But it's all good. Appreciate y'all. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Fandom podcast. You can join live every Tuesday and Thursday by downloading the Podbean app or listen to audio playback exclusively through the Kansas City Podcast Network, available by app download or anywhere else you choose to listen to your podcasts. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Nissan believes you deserve a car that thrills you. So we have to ask, does your car thrill you? When you hit the pedal, do you get something back? A chill in your spine, goosebumps on your goosebumps. When you take off, do your fingers tighten around the steering wheel? Does your heart beat in your stomach and your breath catch in your chest? Does driving make you feel alive? Because it should. And if your car doesn't thrill you, ours will. This is the new Nissan.